0: Welcome to Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goodson. This week, pharma buys, pharma splits, pharma trades, and oncology biobucks from pharma. The views expressed on life science today are those of the host and guests. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any organizations with which they are affiliated. Early last week, GSK announced the $3.3 billion acquisition of Affinivax, including a $2.1 billion upfront payment. The move comes just weeks after GSK announced they were cleaning house with a particular focus on cutting their sales force. While the vaccine frenzy may have diminished from 2020, it's no surprise that vaccine companies remain hot targets. Since closing a $226 million Series C in early 2021, Affinovax has gained major ground on their potential pneumonia vaccine, AFX-3772. Preliminary data suggests it may outperform Pfizer's Prevnar 13. Now, it should be remembered that Merck, MSD, also has significant investments in the pneumonia arena, so any success will not be without competition. Affinivax was likely facing an uphill battle against these two giants, but with GSK's backing, they may be better positioned to accelerate late-stage clinical development of a widely leveraged vaccine. In addition to their leading candidate, Affinovacs has developed a core platform called Multiple Antigen Present System, MAPS, technology, which can be leveraged to rapidly present immunogenic epitopes of polysaccharides and protein antigens. This theoretically allows for the rapid generation of high immune response vaccines. As GSK continues to reset after splitting off their consumer health division into the newly formed Halion, we can expect more repositioning. This will probably include additional acquisitions, but it may also mean closing some portfolio directions and continuing to recreate their market positioning and sales strategy. Speaking of GSK and Halion, Pfizer has announced they will sell their stake in the consumer organization as soon as the demerger merger is complete. GSK's consumer health venture was a joint enterprise, with GSK owning 68% and Pfizer 32%. These combined moves basically aligned Pfizer and GSK together and saying, hey, we don't want to be in consumer health as our core developmental business. This is exactly on trend right now, with basically every other major pharma. Unilever, if you remember, tried to acquire GSK's consumer health for $68 billion, late last year, but was eventually rejected at the beginning of this year with GSK opting to move towards an internal spinoff instead. J&J is also splitting off their consumer health division as the pharma shuffle continues through 2022. Mega moves like the creation of Haleon and Pfizer selling their stake will also play into a reshuffling of the competitive landscape. As layer upon layer of Biobuck's competitive focus and licensing deals splays out across these companies who is competing, and how can be fairly opaque. At times, this will cause seemingly unrelated strategic pivots in other parts of a portfolio. We'll keep a weather eye out for the trickle-down repositioning across the market. Speaking of a web of interconnections, Regeneron and Sanofi have been long-term collaborators, but that's slowly changing. Almost two years ago, in May 2020, Sanofi sold off their 20% stake in the company, but continued with their collaborations, including the highly successful Dupixent. Now, Regeneron is buying out Sanofi stake in their recently approved PD-1 inhibitor Liptio for $900 million in upfront payments, along with milestones and ongoing royalties. The deal also sees Regeneron take over the sales process with likely expansion after receiving approval into additional indications last year. With additional oncology trials in progress for Liptio, Regeneron is hoping to carve out a larger piece of the PD-1 market. Roche has signed a BioBucks deal with Repair Therapeutics with $125 million in upfront payments and up to $1.2 billion in milestones. Roche will take over the clinical development of RP-3500, an oral small molecule inhibitor that acts on tumors to suppress repair mechanisms and drive cell death. Data from their ongoing phase 1-2 trials suggest efficacy with potential for functional treatment as a monotherapy and additional data suggesting potential as a combination therapy. Repair stocks have gone through a general downward trend along with the rest of the biotech market but are up approximately 60% on this news. Thanks for joining me for Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. Learn more on Life Podcast.com. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Once again, I'm Dr. Noah Goodson. I'll see you next week.